Let's just stand up. Keep giving God some praise. Keep giving praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Come on. Take it where you have not gone yet in Him. Yeah, just give Him some, some praise. My goodness, my goodness. Listen, the heavens are yet to hear your best. You've had all week. I don't think you've been in the house of God. Yes, that would be awesome. Play something. Oh, my goodness. This is, like, way too cool. I don't think you've been in the house of God but once today, right? Not any other time this week. Am I right? So if you're like me, you've had a praise, you've had a sound in you. There's a sound in you. Maybe you don't know it, but there's a sound that's in you, that Spirit of the Lord placed in you just for today. Oh, help me, Jesus. Let me prophesy. There's a sound in you that's just for today, that whatever it is, that any kind of cloud, any kind of any kind of decision you're needing, any decision you're needing to make, anything that has like a little gnat, you know those little gnats that get in the way and you're doing this? So the Lord says that there's a sound in you specifically for today that if you will make the sound that he's placed in you, it will break open that thing over your head and you'll begin to feel the latter rain of God. So right now in the name of Jesus, begin to make a sound. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of making the sound that he placed in you. Go ahead. Come on. Yeah. So, Father, we just, we declare your sound in us. is isn't a one day. It isn't a one-time sound. But there's a sound for every day. I'm speaking to you prophetically. There's a sound that's in you every day that if you'll allow that sound to be made in the waking moments of your day, if you have to go outside, if you have to go in the garage or get in the car, whatever you need to do, but make that sound for the day that sets the rest of the day for you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let's give him a praise. Come on. Have a seat. Have him... Oh, my goodness. Now, see, you guys make me feel way too much at home. I, I love coming here. I so honor the first family. They're such a, such a blessing to me. Miss Regina and Pastor Doug and Sydney and John, I, you, you guys are just uh, your family. And, and I am so grateful for the invitation to be able to come. Um, you know, he, Pastor Doug, it was so funny. Um, he had asked me when I came up, my daughter Chrissy uh, and my granddaughter Lily are with me today, which is just a, another great privilege. I'm one of those uh, parents who, with two adult kids, my son is 40, and um, and he's at the campus in Southampton. So b both of them are serving the Lord. Their families are in the house of God, and that's a huge, huge thing for me as an adult, you know, with adult children that are still serving the Lord. That's awesome. And all my grandkids are in the house of God, so... You know, that's part of my testimony, that God has given me that favor. Uh, and so if you, if you don't have that, if there's an adult child or a grandchild or anyone, a spouse, that's, that's just not where you would like to see them um, in the family of God, then begin to declare, because see, their names are already written. It's not going to happen after they say yes and amen. It's already happened. They just don't know it. They haven't received the gift that God has already put out there for them. Amen? So don't let any devil in hell mess with your head. You know, the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Say it. There you go. Oh, well, now that we got that straight, we can, we can kind of move on. I heard something of an announcement. Brother, what did you announce about grow something? What was that? Grow now. Wow. So here's, here's I'm just going to tell you this right off the bat. I was preparing to come with you guys, and um, I was initially had a, a, a different word, right? And as the time was coming near, I actually even texted Pastor Doug, and I said, hey, listen, is there a theme? 
I, I don't do well with themes, but is there a theme that I'm supposed to follow through with? And uh, he's like, no, 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 whatever the Spirit of the Lord puts on your heart. And man, the Spirit of God just began to speak to me. I had no clue that that was something that you guys had determined uh, however long ago you've done that. And so the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my spirit today about you growing and how to walk that out. Amen? So I've, you know, every, did everybody get one of those, two of those cards when you came in today? Okay, awesome. Hold those. If you don't have some pens and pencils in a little bit, we'll get you something to write on, a crayon or something, and um, it's all good. So, yeah, your foundational uh, scripture today, um, when they get that up there for me, will I be able to see it back here, I'm assuming? Awesome. It's a familiar scripture. It's out of Joshua, and I know all of you, you know what it is, and maybe, no, I don't see it back there, so it's all good. I'll keep looking over my shoulder. I do that anyway, so who's back there? Who's following, who's following me? It's all right. Y'all will be all right, I promise. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, so the foundation of Scripture is out of Joshua 24 and 15. What does it say? Ah, so you said it. Now, now, see, you're responsible for it. See, that was just your, your, um, your setup for yourself to get something. I hope, I hope, I hope, I've been praying for you, and I hope that you have come stirred already. I hope, you see, it's not upon me for you to come in anointed. It's not upon me to see you anointed. It's not upon me to make sure that you have expectation and anticipation. I, I come anointed. I come anointed. I come with an expectation and an anticipation that the body, your body parts, you know that, right? Don't get a big head. You're, you're a bunch of body parts. I mean, there's no need in anybody getting a big head about being a pastor or a, a life group leader or a musician or a praise and worship leader. There's no need because ultimately, according to the scriptures that I'm going to walk out with you today to show you how to grow, you are a body part. Y'all all right with that? Some of y'all are kidneys. Some of y'all are livers. It gets better from there. Some of y'all, all the body parts are important to have a healthy body. Any one of a, a part of your body physical body that isn't whole gives you some pain, gives you some discomfort, and you begin to favor it, don't you? You begin to either say, oh my gosh, I, my knees or my back or whatever it happens to be, and, and you'll spend a great deal of time and even at times a lot of money trying to get your body better. Well, I'm here to tell you something today. You are the body of Christ, and as such, it is upon you to see how you can grow this body exponentially. Amen? So, again, you know, a lot of the times the, the body has this concept, and it's, it's just a religious thing. So I hope nobody's religious. I love you. I do. I love the religious. But the religious people have always had this concept that the head, uh-huh, Christ Jesus, is supposed to do everything, and we just exist. That's a lie. That's a big old fat lie that the devil has sold the body over the years, and so many congregations are crippled because they think that the, everything is in the head, and if the head isn't doing it, then the body just sits around in an atrophied state. You know what that is? It's when you, you, you lose um, <clears throat> use of an arm or a leg or something, and suddenly it, the less you use it, the less it has any mobility to it, then it becomes disformed. Oh, I'm going to talk to somebody. It becomes disformed, and then it is even impossible to even use it, it, it after it's disfigured. So the body, I'm telling you today, you might as wake up, wake up, wake up, because you're the body of Christ. Christ Jesus is the head, and he has given the body the responsibility and the comp just the complete ability and privilege to move forward. 
So I've come to tell you, Holy Spirit prophesied to tell you that it's time to move forward as a body. As a body. All right, are you with me? To grow as a body means you have to move as a body. It's not about the head. The head, Christ Jesus, has already put it into the body to be able to do this. Um, so let's look at another scripture, Ephesians 4 and 16. <clears throat> this is just one of, okay. <laughs> it looks different up there than it does on my laptop. Help me, Jesus. Um, well, yeah, you know, it's all precious, yes, yes. Ephesians 4.16 is in the Amplified. Are y'all, everybody all right? Don't be, if I turn my back, y'all ain't going to throw something, right? Watch them, Chrissy, while you came today. She, she's funny about her mama now. Don't mess with her mama. Am I right? That's true. She said, yes, it is. The fact that she about made me stick on my stomach doing U-turns in the car. From We'd pass a place, and she'd whip around in a U-turn. I mean, it's like, oh, I missed it. Boo! She'd spin that car around. I'm like, oh, Jesus, just get me back to the hotel, girlfriend. Mama's good. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know what I'd do without my children. So, from him, the whole body. Let's read it together. From him, the whole body. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh, joined and knitted firmly together yes ah it causes the body to grow when you are fitly and knitted together properly not it's me and, and I'm an individual, I'm a part of the body. I'm not the head. Christ Jesus is the head. I am a part of the body of Christ, no different than you are. I just happen to be a pastor. You might be a worship leader. You might be an usher. You might be a greeter. You might be the best person to sit in that chair that you're sitting in that anybody could possibly sit there. Whatever it is. You woke up this morning, you got purpose. I'm so sick of the body thinking it doesn't have a purpose. If you didn't have a body, you would look pretty peculiar. You'd be dead and in a spirit. Uh, okay, anyway. Let me just keep helping them. <clears throat> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Y'all are a serious bunch. Man. So get this. In the Greek, oxano, the word grow is literally to make to grow to increase, to become greater. Now, see, this, this scripture a lot of times has been um, kind of taught as its meaning to the individual. That's only one little part of it. It's talking about the entire body of Christ. No different than in the book of Romans, it talks about the body and many members of the body. You are so important to this work. Oh, my gosh, I wish there was a way that I could impact you and that I could just spend time with you, encouraging you to understand you're significant here because God said so. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. I'm going to have to help them a little bit more. Is that all right? Okay. All right. So what makes the local body grow? Somebody tell me. What does the scripture say? that we are joined, that we are knitted together. Yes. We are absolutely so close uh, uh, in fellowship in the, in the body of Christ that when somebody outside sees one of us, they see us all. When, when the Spirit of the Lord is using one of us, He's using all of us because we're a body and I'm connected to every person in this room. It's not one person. So when I'm prophesying, guess what? Be scared. Oops. Click, click. When you prophesy, your whole family's prophesying. When you sing, Regina, the whole family's singing. It's just not one person. The reason this place is going to grow is because God said so. Let me just clarify that from the beginning. 
It's not because Pastor Doug said it. It's not because Regina said it. It's not because the kids said it. It's not because a few of you said it. It's because God Almighty said it. And so it's got to happen. And we, the body, participate in the growth. When the preached word is being preached, you're preaching the word. We are members, so whatever is being given is, is adding to the sinew. It's adding to the, to the joints. It's adding all the parts that we need. If I'm not doing my part, you will suffer. And if you don't do your part, I will suffer. I don't care what devil has been telling you you're not worth something or nobody needs you or you have no place in the church. That's a lie. You've got to know that you're a body part that needs to be functioning in the house of God together. So that word literally means in Ephesians that we have to increase. We are responsible as we are allowing ourselves to be knitted together. Now the gentleman that testified earlier has had a prosthetic knee put in his body, and the body is trying to reject it. So we command the body to receive what is necessary, and Father, we give you permission if that whole thing needs to be removed and you just allow the Spirit of the living God to put a brand new knee by supernaturally in his, uh, in his leg, then we accept it in Jesus' name. And it's not probably there's no infection in the other part of the leg that he mentioned, but there is no infection in the rest of the leg. Now here's, here's what the rest of the body's got to be doing. The rest of the body can't go home today and forget that you're connected to that knee. Right, right, right. Oh, the rest of the body has got to remember all week long that somebody that you've talked to, that they've shared something, a difficulty, a challenge, or whatever, that's your, you, your body part has to add to the increase of that so that it cannot be what doctors say. Let me tell you something about a doctor. Any doctors in the room? I love you too. No, I go to doctors. I do. Yeah, I'll be 64 in July. Praise God. And I go to the doctor too because I need a little information. A doctor gives you what they know as facts according to their medical ability to do tests and modern technology. And we're so grateful for it. So many lives have been changed because so little faith exists in the body. So thank God for doctors, for the body of Christ, because of a lack of faith. Anyway, so, but I go to the doctor too. I do. I go to doctors, and here's what a doctor does. When he read that report, he started to celebrate, right? When I read a positive report, I celebrate. Doctors give you what they know as facts, right? So when you go to the doctor... What you need to do is be prepared for them to have said, well, we did your blood test. Well, we did the x-ray. Well, we did this and this and this. And here are our facts based on what we've gleaned from what we've done. Thank you so much. That's what I do. I, I, thank you so much. That's what I came for, some of the facts. Then they'll want to say, well, this is what we need to do. Well, hold that thought. Now, my doctors know me. I told my daughter, one of the last doctors I went to a few weeks ago, because there was a little something, something, and I went to the doctor, and I, and I pulled up out front, I'm the world's worst, you know, I, I just don't, I, I just, I smell the enemy, and I, I just don't like when I, the enemy, and so I told her, I said, you know what, you need to start probably going with me to make me go inside, to make me behave once I go inside, because I, <laughs> When they start telling me, I had this doctor, and he looked at me, and he's like, so, he was so excited because he thought I had some dreaded, God-awful disease. And I could see the sparkles in his eyes. <laughs> so help me, I told you. So help me. He's like, so listen. So first we're going to do, we're going to send you for this test, and then we're going to do this, and then we get some medicine. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> so help me. He was so excited 
that he thought for sure, well, all the tests were negative. Everything was great. I walk away every test I take and everything that, that the enemy tries to throw in my face, and I come away, and one doctor said, my God, you're a cave woman. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it, you know. So they give you facts. What do you do with the facts? What does this tell us this is? Oh, 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 oh. So you take that fact, it's like a potato, and you wrap it with the truth of God's word, which is like the Reynolds wrap that you're putting around the potato to bake it. And you take those facts, you cover it with the truth of God's word so that you don't see the facts. You only see the truth of God's word. And you don't dwell on the facts. You dwell on the truth of God's word. And you let that thing marinate. And you let that thing bake. And you just wait and you stand. When you have done all to stand, you keep on standing on the truth. Either I am healed by his stripes or I am not. There's no, it's, so when the word tells me that growth comes to the local body when we are joined uh, together and we are knitted together in such a way that out of that process, growth simply happens. Nobody told me this back in the day when I used to pastor a small little church like this one, and it was up and coming. And this one has already haha, come up in the spirit, Right? You have to see what the Spirit sees and not an empty chair near you. Because here's what you need to understand. While you've got a little room today, give yourself a few weeks, and you're not going to have so much room because other people will be asking you, can they sit where you're sitting? And you have to give your chair up and be standing around the walls. Amen. You see, the body, as I've already said, has challenged the head for a long time, whether it's in the spirit or in the natural. You see, the church for a long time, you, the church, me, the church, we've expected the pastor to get up here and do everything that needs to be done. He needs to visit all the sick people. He needs to go to every hospital for everything that happens. He needs to be mopping the floors. He needs to bring the chicken. Uh, or the bacon. And cook it, yes. But we've had it wrong, and that's why the, the wrestling between the body has been going on with the head, Christ Jesus, because we haven't been functioning as the body. We've just been these atrophied body parts that have waited for the head to do something, and the head has done everything, made a way for us to be the body so we could grow beyond anything we could ever think or imagine. Let yourself Imagine. Do you know imagination is a gift from God? Imagination was intended to be a gift from God. So when children who are so innocent are telling you what they imagine, it's a gift from God. What happens is, in the adults, our imagination now gets tainted with what the devil begins to say. Oh, you really can't have that. Isn't that what he told Eve in the garden? Oh, he, he didn't say that you would die. Did he really? Did, did God tell you you couldn't eat this? So he began to use her God gift of imagination to try to destroy her. Let me tell you, there are people in this room who have an imagination, and, and once upon a time it was in art, once upon a time it was in music, once upon a time is as an entrepreneur, and the enemy has come along because you had a few hard knocks. Well, you need to grow up. I get to leave after this. <laughs> Listen, your imagination is a gift. Begin to imagine what it's going to look like when you move from this place and the place is overflowing. And then about time you think you get settled in some other place, it's, it begins to overflow. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Pastor Doug? What are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to knit together even tighter. We're going to even grow in, in the spirit even closer so there will be more growth. The moment you stop growing, you are dying. Grow until somebody tells you you're not breathing and then say, I, I don't believe that, and keep on growing. Look, I've told the bunch in Chesapeake, I said, listen, 
It's not time for me to leave this world. And so if I drop at your feet, by God, you better be praying and you better be saying, in the name of Jesus, rise up. I mean, I expect the body, if I'm not breathing, to do something about it. Y'all are laughing at me. We have a, 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 a theological, he's Dr. Dale in our congregation. Oh, my gosh, if you met him, you'd just fall in love with him. He's an amazing theologian, and he works at the University of Regent. He's, I don't know what his title is, but it's really big. And um, so he's, he's a very honorable person, and, and he listens when I'm talking. And so I had said that to the body. I said, listen, it's not time for me to leave this world, and so if something should happen, by chance, the enemy tries to get into my life and do something to me, and, and I'm not able to speak to you and tell you what to do. I expect y'all to pray. I expect you to get over me. I expect you to say in the name of Jesus to get up, stand up, and, and walk, right? So, aha, I ended up in an ER, right? This is uh, some time back. I ended up, and word was out that all kind of things were happening and blah, blah, blah. Dr. Dale come to me later. He said, Pastor Cindy, the fear of God came over me. Because I thought, in the name of Jesus, you'll, rot, you'll live and not die. I said, well, there you go. And I did. It's all good. You see, it's easier for a muscle not to be stretched to the point where it just gives way. And it'll give way to anything. Oh, you need to hear me. If we are not spiritually connected, if I'm not connected to you, and you are not doing your part to be knitted and joined together with me and with the other members of this body, the enemy can very easily come along and cause you to be separated. And once you get separated, then the really weak stuff starts to begin. Don't you let one person that you know, if you know them by name, or you just know them by looking at them and you know who they are when you see them. You immediately say, hey, hey, listen, I need to be joined a little tighter. I can feel there's a little distance. We need to come together. That's why forgiveness in the body is so important. Ha, ha, ha. Let me just stand right up here for just a minute. Forgiveness is so important. You know why forgiveness is hard? Because it heals you and it causes people to walk in such amazing call in their life because there's forgiveness and the body can grow and expand because we forgive one another. I don't hold it against my leg when I woke, wake up in the morning and it doesn't want to do what I thought it was supposed to do. I don't go, well, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I will do this all on my right leg. I don't care if you don't want to work anymore. No. You start massaging that thing where if there's pain in that knee, you start massaging that knee. You, you just get up in, in the name of Jesus. It will live. It will be everything that God has equipped it to be. You begin to set, because you're connected and you don't want to lose a body part, you begin to really touch the hem of the garment. That's what we do for each other. Or we don't. And if we do this for each other, growth is imminent imminent. You don't have to wonder it's going to happen. Go, go to my other scripture, or it's a line that I have. Not that one. No, go back. There, there. Ha! I knew I put it there. The body is responsible for growth and maturity of... Oh, you mean to tell me somebody out there isn't responsible for this growth? Say it with me together. The body. Yes, it is. Now go to Acts 7 and 17. In the King James, this is what this scripture says. But when the time of the promise, oh my goodness, what promise do you have? But when the time of the promise drew nigh that God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. When the time of the promise came, you have a personal promise, you have a family promise, you have a corporate body promise, 
You need to understand your personal pro, uh, promise and your family promises are intricately connected. And through that connection, you come into a body like this. And your single uh, promise now becomes a part of the corporate body. People don't tell you this stuff. But that's why we don't live segregated. We live together, connected, because my promises are connected to you. And your promise, young lady, is connected to me. Don't ask me how it happens. It's supernatural. But when I don't try to be this individual that's got some promise and it's got nothing to do with you, that's what causes the body to continue to say separate. But when we come together and you start to talk about your promise, brother, and I'm like, yes and amen. I, 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 yes, that promise is awesome and your family is awesome and it your family comes into the body of Christ and the promises that you have are connected here. Suddenly, growth is just inevitable. Y'all make me so nervous. Y'all make me so nervous. Y'all just looking at me like a mule at a new gate. Y'all know I'm from the country, right? I am. I'm from the country. The word grew in Acts 7 and 17, just like in Ephesians, the word grew is translated in a, uh, so that the church, it would grow. What did the church in Acts do? It grew. There's no reason. The reason it was growing is because they were having communion together regularly. They were going from house to house to house to house to make sure that the congregation was growing. This is why life groups is so important for the growth of the body, going from house to house and beginning to knit together in ways that you can't accomplish necessarily every Sunday morning. The prophetic word that the Spirit of the Lord gave me for Wilmington, I've already said much of it, Christ Jesus with the Trinity members, with the Holy Spirit, with God the Father, has already, hear me, he has already propelled you forward. Your hair ought to be parted. Because he has so thrust you. Now, see, y'all didn't even get excited. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I haven't got to walk out. Messing. If, if you don't start seeing things in the spirit, you will continue to be stuck in this realm where, and I'm going to tell you what, I can't live 24-7 in this realm. Be oh my gosh, somebody's life is always in bad shape. There's always a crisis. There's always, it looks bad. Oh my gosh, Pastor Cindy, did you hear about so-and-so? Like, la, 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 don't even tell me. We, we have got to see, you, you, the young lady, one of the graduates, yes, in the back, right there. What's your first name, baby? Caitlin. When Caitlin begins to simply give herself an opportunity to stick her head up in the spirit of the Lord just a little bit, just to breathe in an atmosphere that is so pure, that's so clear, she will see herself traveling to places in the spirit that she never never even may go in the natural, but she'll go in the spirit because the spirit of the Lord needs her to go there, and he knows in the natural she's not going to go, but in the spirit she will go. If you don't get out of the natural, you know why I get nervous on the platform? Because people are all up in the natural. They're sizing me up. They're wondering where I come from. Who's this chick that thinks she can preach? What the mess? I mean... All that kind of mess, right? What good thing can come out of Chesapeake? Ha! <laughs> Me. Get your head up in the atmosphere of the spirit of the living God. Let him begin to tell you who you are and what he sees in you. Let him begin to tell you where you can go, where this body, and don't be so selfish that it's always about you, that you're poking your head up in the spirit. But do it because you're a body part and you're interested in this congregation and it moving forward and growing for the glory of God. Breathe in an atmosphere that will truly fill your lungs. 
and it takes practice. You know how I got crazy? I practiced. <laughs> I did, so help me. I did. I practiced crazy. I was a good little Pentecostal girl. Well, actually, I was a good little Baptist girl. Then I became a Pentecostal girl. And then they told me, even as a Pentecostal little girl, that, you know, you really can't act crazy. It's got to be God. I'm like, well, he must be crazy. Because they wouldn't let me raise my hands. They're like, no, it's got to be God. I'm like, what's a mess? So then, you know, anyway, that's a long story. Where am I at? Let me see. Propelling you forward in your heart, your head, your hair ought to be parting. I just gave you a word that what God says about this house. He, he has already propelled you forward. What is the problem? It's because we're not necessarily all together, knitted together tightly. We're not praying for each other as we, as we know we should. We're not making sure the other parts that are connected to my body are healthy. We'll just let somebody be sick and go, oh, I'll be praying for you. Then they die and you know, we, we go, we, we have three days and we put them in the ground and in the name of Jesus and then we're all sad about that for a little bit. Then we move on. But a body part has died. Y'all need to get this picture. You can't let, you cannot afford for one member of the body not to be functioning in your life. Because if it's not functioning, then that's where the lack in you is suffering. We have to grasp something. When Pastor Doug and Regina, along with his kids, gave the yes and amen, they agreed, they said yes and amen to the willed work of God to increase the kingdom. Well, let's have a party. That was an affirmation. Thank you, Cynthia. Trash says. I, I wouldn't call your name out for nothing. She didn't even have her name tag on. Ah! That's a body part that's not acting right. Oh, help me, Jesus. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to behave, I promise, eventually, someday. <laughs> Come on back in, Regina. I waited. <laughs> I mean, not Regina. I'm sorry, Cynthia. Regina, don't go in. <laughs> if you could have seen the look on Cynthia's face, she's like, what? Who? What? <laughs> ah! When Pastor Doug and Regina and the family said, gave the yes and amen to God toward the willed work. This is a willed work. Are you hearing me? From the, no matter where all of you've been, it was ordained and already purposed in God that Kingdom Life Wilmington is a willed work that would exist long before it ever got in your head and in your heart. So when you give the yes and amen that God has a willed work in, in Wilmington to be done, the immediate uh, opportunity for you to be knitted together started to happen supernaturally. Now, I don't know if all of you know each other or where you come from or anything of that nature, but what I know is the spirit, you heard a sound. The same sound that I told you that to make this morning, there's a sound that this corporate body would make if you would just hear in the spirit. There will be a sound, and that sound will go out into the atmosphere, and other spiritual ears will hear it, and they will begin to come also and to be knitted together in this body. You sound the sound because Christ Jesus has put it in you. If you don't make the sound, you get what you get. You want growth? We need to pay attention to being knitted together according to the Ephesians because that's what causes the growth in the body. Go to the next scripture, Joshua 24. Take me back to Joshua 24, 15. It's the whole, there we go. Now Joshua has had, you, you need to read this whole chapter it's a beautiful chapter, and he was just drawing the line in the sand right here in the last chapter. He was just taking a, 
a, a stick and drawn a line in the sand. He said, if it is unacceptable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves the day whom you are, this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served, anybody been saved for a while, your mom and dad were saved and they were in church? One, two, three, four, five, just a few of you. Okay. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let me just keep moving on. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you currently live. And then Joshua made a statement. But as for me and my house, what did he say? Now, do you see two words that jump out at you? Ah, we serve. The word serve here in Greek is uh, havad. It means to serve another by labor. So in order for Joshua was saying, Yes, my house, we're going. See, we take these scriptures, and if we don't research it really, really good, we think it means like, you know, as for me and my four and no more, well, we're going to serve God if nobody else does. And that's true. You, you need to make that declaration. But what he was really saying was we're going to labor together in service unto God so that we can grow for the glory of God. God is giving you and equipping you with tools today. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I didn't know about the grow thing that that y'all have going on. Holy Spirit knew, and he knew that this is what you needed to hear today. He, He knew that we needed to move forward really quickly. You see, people are always saying, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. Don't keep being religious and saying stupid stuff. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. My granddaughter would so be upset with me. Don't, that's, just don't say that. You're not waiting on the Lord. He has already destined every bit of your life. He has already completed. There isn't anything about your life that he hasn't already completed. And when we're walking in the completed work that he has, it is always victorious. Now, I'm, notice I didn't say that there would be a battle. I got to fight my battle. Oh, anyway, that was a great song. But he has already got you in the place. You, you're coming to it. But don't ever say you're waiting on the Lord. That word waiting doesn't mean like I'm waiting on Chrissy. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm waiting. <laughs> y'all missed that because y'all don't know My daughter is perfect, and she's giving me the look. (laughs) Listen, you're not waiting on him as if he hasn't already arrived and done everything. What you're doing is that word waiting means like a waiter who's coming to ask you, what do you need? You You are going in laboring. You are working. You are waiting as in the sense of, I'm working as a, uh, a, a waitress on a table. Can I get you some water? What would you like? We had a wonderful waitress last evening. At a, y'all have got some of the best restaurants around. Rucker John. Oh, my goodness. So a little, we didn't even notice. We're sitting there having a grand time, the three of us, and a storm cloud had come up. Nobody was paying. We were outside under this thing, and the little waitress comes up there. She said, listen, if it starts to rain, just I'll come out here and I can help you move everything inside. And I'm thinking, what, what, what in the world? And I mean, just served us with such grace, served us with such excellence, made some amazing recommendations. So when you say I'm waiting on the Lord, you are working. You are laboring in the body to bring about what, what he has already finished. Oh, my goodness. So understand that Joshua, here's the thing, but when you read the word of God, when you read this, this is not every conversation that every person that you read about had in while they were in the earth. It's not every conversation. 
Joshua had many other conversations besides the one, this one. He had many conversations like, how's your day? Y'all, y'all good? Is your tent ripped? Exactly. Is your camel all right? He had a lot of conversations. They're not all written. But what was written is so important. And so when Joshua said, listen, if it serves you well to serve some other gods, like, I don't know, the work god, the family god, the house god, the car god, the boat god, uh, 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 what else? Help me. Uh, 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 say it again. The beach God. I mean, you know, when, when whatever God Joshua's given you permission, you need to serve. If it's your God, serve your God. But get out of the way for, because me and my house, we are going to work. We're going to grow. We're going to knit together. And we're going to make what God has already willed to be the case happen in this earth. Somebody give him praise. You got two cards in your hand. Yes, it was a setup. We ain't playing. Is that all right? Get your pencil and your pen out. It's got seven days a week across there, and you've got three words on the left-hand side. Prayer. What's the next one? Witness. What's in that last one? Aha. I'm t and you can, you know, hey, as I said, I, I do everything I can to allow the anointing of God in my life to flow out for the body. It's like oil. It's like an anointing that's running out and running over. And I expect that same thing to come out of the body, back over me. I don't, I don't ever come into a congregation that I'm not looking for those that have realized the anointing that's in their life. You see, Holy Spirit is in you the same as he is in me. He's not different. There is no, I, I think it was our kids pastor many years ago who made the statement, there, we don't teach that there's a junior Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that's in me is in my granddaughter who's only eight years old. That's in my grandson who's the youngest one who's only four years old. There is no junior Holy Spirit. We are the ones who hold back the maturity of the Holy Spirit. He, this is a, I'm going to say it again, a willed work of God to grow the kingdom in Wilmington, North Carolina. On these cards, fill them identically the same. One you'll turn in, one you'll take home. On the prayer, there's seven days. I encourage you to write in, in those blocks. Some, if you give five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, or whatever it is, in, in one of those blocks on every day of the week, make yourself uh, purpose to pray for the knitting and the joining of this body together for the purpose of growth. Either we're going to grow or we're not. God has already said yes. So it's not on his side that this place isn't out in the parking lot. Oh, Lord Jesus. It's not on Pastor Doug. It's not on Regina. It's not on one individual in this place. It is the body doing its job and coming together. So, Mark, go ahead, y'all. looking at me and filling out your card. I know I'm cute and everything, but Jesus. That's a good place to say, yes, you are, ma'am. <laughs> oh, y'all y'all are just the best. All right. So prayer across there. Then there's the next uh, segment that says witness. Now, let me tell you something about that part. It is not... It is not um, asking somebody to come to church is not witnessing. Hey, would you like to come to my church? That's not me witnessing. I'm just in, I could say, hey, come to the house. Hey, go to my neighbor's house. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> my neighbor said they wanted to meet you. Go to their house. <laughs> Witnessing 
and I can already feel the, Pastor Doug, I can already feel the, some folks are going, well, I don't, I don't know anything about this witness deal. Listen, do you know Jesus? Well, a few, thank God. Let me just stop right here and give an altar call. If you know Jesus, you are a witness. You have the words in your mouth to be able to say, hey, listen, I don't know if you know Jesus Christ. He came into my heart. My life has never been the same. You just tell of the, hey, listen, let me tell you about the time that, I mean, I thought I was down for the count. I I, I was so sick, and I I didn't even know, and I didn't know what was going to happen, and I just got better. People started praying for me, and I got better. Just start to witness. The doctor said uh, I could never have children. Whatever your story is, witness. Whatever that story is, is your witness in the earth. So there's seven days of the week. Purpose how many days of the week you will purposefully witness to someone. Put Put a check on the days of the week that you will purposefully witness. Or the, even better, you're prepared to take a couple of days off from work. You're prepared to take some vacation time. And for the ex- distinct purpose that you're going to go out and witness. You talk about an, uh, uh, an amazing rest when you give your time uh, to the Lord, like for his kingdom work. You will feel a rest come over you that you've probably never experienced unless you've ever done that. So there's seven days to pray, seven days of the week that you get to choose which one of those days you're going to go in. This is an enormous, beautiful place. I mean, my daughter, again, whipped me around on several U-turns, so I got to see some of them twice. (laughs) Do y'all know y'all have two Dairy Queens that are not in operation? Thanks for telling us. (laughs) Apparently, Google doesn't. Because we Googled, and <laughs> we were like, uh, Mama didn't bring the gun. <laughs> right, it was fun. I was so fun. Y'all have to just come with us sometimes. It's fun. So choose which days of the seven that you're going to witness, that you're going to get up with the distinct purpose you're going to go out from the house, whether it's to a friend, a neighbor, or a family member, and it doesn't mean it doesn't matter how many times you may have been rejected by an individual. God hasn't rejected them, and He's not finished because they're still breathing. So you say to them again, "Hey, listen, I, Jesus is so awesome. I just want to, you know, I, and just start talking about Him. Just don't make it hard. You don't have to know fifty scriptures. Just go out and tell somebody what He has done for you and your family." your marriage has been kept together because of of, uh, just the supernatural working of God, then tell some other couple. Tell them what God has done. So witness. Then the last one is serve. Seven days a week. Again, your option, however many of those days of the week, that you are going to call Pastor Doug and Regina and say, listen, I just want to serve. What can I do to serve? I I just, whatever it is. I mean, you know, come in here and dust off the metal of the chair legs. People don't think about that stuff. Come in here with a broom and and get all the spider webs. Not that I see any. But if I did. (laughs) And and clean that out. Be a servant. Check off how many days of the week. And then be honest and do it. Because here's what the Spirit of the Lord has shown you. As we serve, Joshua said, as for me and my house, what did he say? We will serve the Lord. Amen. So this is the Holy Spirit giving you guys opportunity to grow this place. I know you're praying about a building. I know you're praying about a lot of things. This body is how the growth comes. You Listen, when I was pastoring a little congregation, we met in my home, had to take all the dining room furniture out, and people sat up the stairs and all around through the kitchen and everywhere when we first started meeting. People were coming to me, when, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Y'all just started showing up. Not my, not my responsibility. I'm just, I'm just 
trying to teach and preach a little bit, and people kept on showing up, and people kept on showing up. By the time I, I was passing a building, I was out riding looking for a building, and I was on my way to work, and I passed this place every day because I was in and out of work every day. And so I'm, you know, being real religious, super spiritual. God, show me the place. God, where is our place? God, just give me the vision. God, he said, well, you're passing it every day. <laughs> yeah, that's how he talks to me. He probably doesn't talk to you like that, but that's how he talks to me. There had been a, uh, an, uh, a building that was for sale. Now, you've got to understand, I, we were a much smaller group than this. And I went to the bank, and before it was said and done, we had three banks volleying for this little congregation's business. Maybe I didn't say that clearly enough. A handful of people who wanted to buy a little storefront building just to gather in and, and just come together and, and worship God and, and just have some teaching. All of a sudden, three community banks were calling me. Well, this is what we'll do for you. Well, this is what we'll do for you. Well, this is what the interest we'll give you. And I'm like, well, look at there. If, the, if this group, you hear me, if this group will hear the Spirit of the Lord and not just be busy all week doing your stuff, but you'll begin, you are praying now seven days a week. You've got your head up in the Spirit. You're listening to the Spirit of God. You are absolutely knitting, and you're calling one of the brothers, and you're calling one of the sisters, Tabitha, and saying, hey, what's the Spirit of the Lord saying? Don't call them up and saying, hey, what, what are y'all cooking for dinner tonight? Be, get in the Spirit and begin to connect with each other in the spirit realm. And then when that starts to happen, then you, start, you just serve. Serve this little place. I mean, don't let there be a blade of grass out there in the asphalt. Don't let anything. Keep it impeccable. And make God so proud of who you are that you're so ready for him to grow the kingdom, not just give you a building to move to because the rent is up on this one. Lord Amen. Jesus. Lord Jesus. So there's the hiccup. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Come up here, Regina. Come up here, Pastor Doug. Come up here. Are there any founding families present that were with you from the get-go? Yes. Can we have some music? Is there is there is there piano player still? Yeah. My God, come on, come on up here. Yeah, just see and, and get on this step, right? Some of you just get on this step and turn around that way. Turn around this way. Woo! Ha 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 ha! Ha! So I have a question. I step down here and not mess up the mic? Is it going to? Okay. So do you think it was the wisdom of God to wait till the lease has to be up that you are now trying to find a place to go? The wisdom of God is that you were so busy growing, expanding, believing for God's miracles, believing for the masses to come, that this building couldn't have held you six months ago. God says, a little bit of pressure. Feeling the pressure. He said, but it's not the enemy. It's me. I have willed that you explode, Samuel. I have willed it. That you will explode personally. And as you make the effort to connect so tightly with the other parts of the body, when you're so joined together that nothing can separate you, nothing can separate you. Watch and see what I'm going to do, says the Lord. Don't, don't have a preconceived idea of the next place. 
your head what the next place is going to look like. Just be busy worshiping God. Just be busy for seven days of the week praying. Just be busy for seven days of the week you choose when you're going to witness. Just be busy for seven days of the week how you can serve this house. This one. And watch, watch what God is going to do. Everybody else stand up. This group, starting with Doug and Regina, said yes and amen. I hear it in the spirit. Yes and amen, Lord. We say yes. I hear Doug. Yes. And, and it was in a, um, man, you meant it. You meant it. Yes. Regina said yes. Okay. Okay. Is that okay? Didn't you? Yeah, I knew you did. Ooh. Is that her expression? You know that one, don't you? They have said yes to the willed. Are you hearing me? I've never used this terminology. I've never said to a congregation that God says it's the willed work. I've always said it's the will of God. But for whatever the reason for this one, he said it's my willed work for Wilmington to expand the kingdom of God. You have an amazing city. I, I, I can't even fathom. We, we, we didn't get to see much. I've got to come and just experience the whole place. It's amazing. There are amazing people that were sitting in their homes as we were doing U-turns last night. There, she's got to take me home. I got to be kind, right? I got, I got to be kind. There were people in their homes that were crying that because they don't know Jesus. And they were saying, God sent somebody. I don't know you personally, but God, if you could just help me. They're making promises to God. They're in the hospital making promises. God, if you get me out, if you just help me this one time, I promise I'll serve you. And there you show up for the will of God. You are the body. And you have purpose to knit together with these people in such a way that you can't be separated for anything. God's word never fails. And the word in Ephesians says that once we're knitted and joined together, that growth is imminent. It's imminent. So you have the privilege of watching. You better get used to now this little group. Isn't it fun? Everybody kind of knows everybody. And you know the children. You better get ready. Because if you will obey the Spirit of God and knit together in such a way that's not just your family You are one family. And when one body part in here is hurting, we're all suffering. We all suffer. You can't go home. Shut the lights out. Go to bed. Father, I don't know how many people are in this room today, but I prophesy that, that this group in six months will double and triple for your glory, not because of any one person, but because this body has taken this word. When this body takes this word and begins to receive it by the Spirit, then you are just going to grow it exponentially. You will cause growth in areas and in communities that you guys haven't yet reached out to. There is a community, Pastor Doug, there's a community, and I don't know, but nobody's in it. Look outside of where the zip codes of where these people are coming from. There's a community that's waiting to hear that Jesus is in their life or needs to be in their where it is, but you can find it, right? I don't know how many zip codes y'all have. A bunch, yeah, we have a bunch of zip codes. 
for one that's not represented in this in these people. Okay? I tell you what, I would start right here. See what zip code is not represented in this group. And then just go right outside to the next one. Alright? You guys have here's the thing. What God has asked you to do about prayer and about witnessing and about serving, He's already made a way. See, He knew I was coming. He sent me. He knew I was coming before I knew I was coming. I didn't know I was coming until he asked me. He knew I was going to be here, and he knew the word that he has for you. Don't you lose hope, doll baby. Don't you lose hope about that. You let hope get so much in you that people are going to be amazed at what God's going to do for you and through you out of hope. Don't let the devil tell you that there's no need to hope for it anymore. I don't know what it is, but don't let the enemy lie to you and say there's no hope. There's always hope. Okay? Hey! You listen. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just begin to worship. If you need to sit down, you sit down because I'm going to let you go right on out of here. Because we need to get busy. Today's Sunday and it's on the card. We can witness, we can pray, and we can serve. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. I'm going to just go through and lay hands on you. All right? Here's some oil. 